0: Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week Chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation From billboards to scoreboards We inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life We go to our very own Izzy Dag. Uh, He's coming to us live We were going to do him at 7.30 But uh, we've pushed him him up the order uh, Because, you know, (laughs) it's just how important he is Um, uh, Israel Woods, how are you, sir?
1: Oh, you wouldn't believe it. I'm actually playing with a young kid called Thomas Woods. I'm going to be calling him Tiger all day. So.
2: <laughs> the longest driver, off. too. He's apparently the longest drive champ.
1: Oh, mate, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bomb these pros. And I'm going to go, what have you been doing your whole lives, boys? <laughs> come on, a <I'm> lot. <laughs> like it's a bit of, bit of chit-chat, but uh nah, I'm, I'm fizzed up. It's a beautiful morning here. I've just been and, and warmed up. I never warm
2: up for golf, so this could go pear shaped. So, uh, I'm feeling good. How's the how's the uh, the sleep last night, mate? The nutrition, you you've fueled well. Uh, I had three acai's and a half bottle of red. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that
1: helps. But...
2: Carb loading, carb
0: loading, brother.
1: That's what we like. I'm feeling good, boys. um Oh, I don't know, this is, this is a great opportunity to swung the best in the country, so I'm, I'm super excited. I, I swung it really well yesterday, I was happy. Um, but hey, that, yesterday counts to nothing, days a day, and uh, really a
2: rip plan. How many balls have you got in the bag? Plenty of water where you're going? <laughs>
1: I'm, a bit, I'm a bit wary, Kempia. I've got balls, but I'm thinking I might have to go and buy a couple more. So, um, yesterday I lost, I think I lost two, um, which was which is foreign, off the of black teas, so it's a bit longer, but, um, yeah, but, hey, that might be enough, but if
0: not, I might just have to put my pro if I can borrow a couple, is that legal? Oh, mate, it'd be, be sweet. I, well, I was more worry, uh, more interested in how many Asahi's you got in the bag than how many balls you got in the bag, just quietly. Oh, well, uh, those, uh, it's
1: funny you say that, actually. I've got a foot in there, don't
2: worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just a, just a little tip, too, uh, Izzy, if you're following Jam tomorrow, it just closed in at nine bucks. Oh, wow,
1: he is, mate. Honestly, he loves swimming in the mud, so he's a good bit,
2: eh? Well, as long as that rain keeps coming down, we'll have to talk to Papa Pete <laughs> later on and make sure that uh, he's out there doing that rain dance in Hawke's Bay. <laughs> All right, boys, I'll
1: get a little up. It's a huge day for you Hopefully, get the job done, but if you
2: do, are we going to see you Monday or what? Uh, might be down. In, I might be down uh, your way for a few days, I think. We'll both celebrate together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, go well today? Make sure you uh, you slay it. I want to hear some of that chit-chat. I want those texts coming through, how you're destroying them mentally, okay? Okay, brother.
1: I'll T- get into the heat.
2: Tell them the
0: black teas are the all-black teas, bro, because that's where the big dogs play from.
3: <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> good stuff, Izzy. Go well, brother. Good luck today. I think we've lost him. I think he's gone. But uh, good well, uh, good luck uh, qualifying for the New Zealand Open. And I wish you all the best. You know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy tag on SCNZ
2: wood. It's Quizzy Tag on it wood. It's Quizzy Tag on it wood. It's Quizzy Tag, 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 Tag. Oh thought you'd be dizzy and be, but the questions stress you out, Yay. Yeah. the quiz master is getting busy, but uncle's clues would give you gout, get out, get out. think you can beat them, try your luck, losing, they're gonna call you chump, TAB bonus bets, they're on us, TAB, TAB, TAB quizzy, and T-A-B. T-A-B. TAB bonus bets, on us, Google all your slay, yeah.
0: Announcement coming shortly about the SENZ team headlining Bay Baydreams. Uh, stay tuned for that one. Uh, 13 away from 7 o'clock, uh, Time 4 quizzy Tag. Kerry, g'day, mate. How are you?
2: Good morning, boy. Morena, morena. Morning.
0: All right, Kerry, you know how this works, mate. Here's your first question. You ready? Yeah. Mo Sulla has just set a record for the quickest hat-trick in Champions League history. To the nearest minute, how long did it take him?
1: Uh,
0: Former. I'm, I'm waiting for Joe to play the. You got that wrong sound effect. There you go. Thanks, Joe. On the ball as always. Sorry, Kerry. Uh, unlucky. Uh, Luke.
2: You like those passes, mate? You're telling your, you're telling your quarterback to get those passes right. Come on. Oh,
0: mate. Joe is the Justin Field of producers. Um, we'll put that up there. Uh, Luke, uh, how you doing, brother? I'm good, how are you guys? Yeah, good, mate, good. Mo Salah's just set a record for the quickest hat-trick in Champions League history to the nearest minute. How long did it take him?
2: Six. <laughs> pretty good. You
0: ready, Joe? Oh, Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Joe. Mr Field. Come on, come on, Mr Field, yeah. <laughs> uh, here you go, uh, Luke, uh, question two for you. What is the name of New Zealand's esports team that competed at the Com Games pilot event earlier this year?
3: Oh... With the uh, phone a friend on that one.
2: Okay, this is really easy. All right. If you think about it, this is re- a really easy answer. It's E-watt.
3: E what? E black,
0: probably. Yes. Yeah, apparently E-Blacks just edged out Nerd Blacks and Geek Blacks. Um, so so um, well done well done to whoever named that team. Uh, right, here we go. We're uh, pretty excited to be catching up with George Bridge later in the show. News has just come out that he's going to go and play uh, club rugby in which country, Luke?
4: Uh, he's going to um, Japan.
0: Oh, sakura, Blur.
5: <laughs> oh, I'm
0: gonna say unlucky, unlucky, Luke. All right, we'll uh, we'll move on to Jade from uh, Hamilton, um, City of the Future. How you doing, Jade?
3: I'm not too bad. Ricardo, and yourself, my man.
0: Yeah, good. Thanks, brother. Good. Uh, where's George Bridge going to play his club rugby next season? Well, I must a bit, uh, back there, too. Yeah. Oh mercy, mercy, man, Mercy, well done, mate. Uh, you got two. You got two questions to go. Two questions to go, Jade. Oh, oh, there's the bell. There's the bell. Oh, Justin <laughs> Field, four and long snap,
3: <laughs> and snap. he's
0: thrown the hail mary. Um, okay, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored the winner for Manchester United against Everton at the weekend. How many club goals has he now scored in his career? Oh. It's a round number, isn't
2: it? Yeah, seven hundred. <laughs> Fair
0: on go. fire on fire alright Jade you got this one uh, to win that $50 TAB uh, bonus bet voucher Deontay Wilder is fighting Robert Hellenius in the heavyweight boxing match this weekend who is Deontay's last fight against well,
3: big
0: man wasn't it Tyson uh, Fury well yes done. well done well done Jade, uh, what do you like this weekend, mate? Is uh, you got a fifty dollars bonus? But where you reckon you're going to put it? You going to put it on Samoa to be in England?
2: Uh, Wellington, 13 plus, mate. Whoa, oh. that's a big call.
0: Well, and what sports that in? NPC. Uh, yeah, you can't be picking that <laughs> in the rugby. Surely, I thought you must be <laughs> been on the sauce early, Jade. What's going on? Hundred, mate. Well, I bleed yellow and black, mate. So you, know, you got to stay true. I love that. Ah, oh, good stuff, mate. Good stuff, Jade. You're All from right. Taranaki. <laughs> well, that, that's amber and black, brother. Amber, that's amber, amber and black, man, not man, yellow. Man. <laughs> uh good stuff, Jade. Go well, mate, and good luck this weekend. Um I can't I can't see your lines getting up though just quietly. Are you dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one of us is, mate. One of us is. We'll figure that out come Monday. Good stuff, Jade. Uh this is uh Izzy and Kempi uh on SENZ. Ricardo and for Izzy. We'll be back after this.
2: Well, it's been a long time coming, but the Rugby League World Cup is finally here, and what an opener we have in store. The home side, England, will face the highly-touted Samoan side, which features some real stars, including six Penrith players, fresh off a premiership. Manly's Josh Olawai is another star who will be donning the blue jersey, the number 13 this weekend, and he joins us this morning on SENZ. Good morning, Josh. How's things up there in the UK, mate?
4: Hey, thank you for having me. First of all, um, really exciting times, like you said. Um, this preparation for the World Cup has been um, pretty intense and, and pretty full-on, but you know we're loving the experience being here in the UK and um, Saturday's getting really close now.
2: Hey, Josh, it's obviously the game of the round. England up against uh, a very, very good Samarans sign. What's it been like sitting up there uh, and what's the media been like following both you and England this week?
4: Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's fair to say um, respectfully that this could be one of the strongest teams that all Samoa's ever put together. Yeah. But um, we're well aware that um, England are a very, very strong side. Um, we're even more aware that um, it means nothing to taking a strong team on paper if we don't perform. So um, all the raps and, and all the hype and all the build-up mean nothing if we don't get out there and perform well. Josh,
0: if Ricardo here, mate. It, it feels like this Samoa side... Um, where it's stronger probably than it has been in the past is is in the halves. You know, Um, you've always had good forwards and and good outside backs, but uh, someone to steer the ship. But now you've got, you know, Jerome, you've got Chanel, you've got Anthony Milford in this Samoan side. I mean, it it feels like it's got everything
4: to succeed. Yeah, Ricardo, you're right. Um, I think, oh, mate, from, from 1 to 17, there's a huge, huge battle for positions um like, like uh which is a really good really good problem to have um yep we've got very very tidy um game managers and i think that's gonna gonna play a really big part in um how we perform is how we manage our game and and things like that it's it's it is really exciting and i do want to echo once again that uh, we need to get out there and, and perform really well or or this this team on paper means nothing.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, big game against the Poms. You win this, you win the group, means you don't have to play Tonga until later in the tournament, which is always good, mate. Um, I do have to ask you, though, uh, you, you were in the number 13 jersey. It seems to be a, a little bit of a trend in rugby league at the moment. You know, we've got Joseph Tarpany, he's playing, It's always been a prop, really, playing 13 now more more often for the Kiwis. Uh, is, is, is that a trend that we're seeing? I mean, you all tend to be more of a prop, but you're playing lock now for Samoa in this game against England?
4: Yeah, in Clubland, um, I tend to play in the front row. We've got Jake Treborovich, who plays number 13 for us. But um, internationally, I, I've, I've often worn the 13 jersey. Um, they, can be, they can be played very similarly. And um, uh, I kind of know what, what role I need to take um, for this team. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess it does happen that way in Clubland. Some of the front rows can convert into, into locks. And you don't have to change your game style too much.
2: Hey, Josh... We've been listening to Jerome Luai and Brian Tor talk, talk about Tongan's impact on the international game. They've beaten England, New Zealand and Australia um, and they're talking about you guys wanting to sort of emulate that. Can you give me a little bit of an understanding of how you guys have prepared knowing that Tong- how successful Tongan's been and how, how you guys are going to emulate that?
4: Yeah, I guess it started from... Um, People who had the opportunity to join other international sides, choosing um, to put Samoa first on their priority list. You know they, that's made a lot of noise. There's been kind of there's been a number of us who had the opportunity to play for for other what you'd call you know bigger sides or first tier nations, but um, have turned it down to play for Samoa. So so that's that's the start. And then the next thing to to make the same kind of noise as as Tonga did is 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 um really get out there and shake up this World Cup, which which we're confident in in doing so.
0: Josh, you've got Italian heritage as well, and in 2017 you were selected for the Italian squad but had to pull out. Um, Was that a conversation you had ahead of this World Cup as well? Did they approach you as well?
4: Yeah, I think that was um, <laughs> that was fiftieth generation Italian. Um, I don't think I would have ever been. I don't think I would have ever been eligible. Um, I had an injury in the last World Cup, so I wasn't able to play. But um, no, no, that that wasn't uh, that that wasn't on the list.
2: Hey, hey, Josh, just talking a little bit about the spine. Ricardo's touched on it. You know, you've got uh, a a decent backline, basically the Penrith Grand Final backline, uh, but it ain't going to go yeah. that well if Anthony Milford um and finua brown and of course luai don't click what is your spine looking like during training this week do they look like they're going to uh, e- sort of express and get your backline on fire yeah
4: so so we know what kind of game we want to play in because um the boys were late in coming over to the uk because they had their grand final commitments um we haven't probably as much time together as we would have liked but it started to come together really nicely um, our kind of game style really suits um, Jerome and, and Milford being able to connect together. I think um, I, I've got all the confidence in the world that they uh, they're, they're going to be able to manage our game nicely, and um, that that comes off the back of things like like go forward, like defending well, um, just all working in sync. Uh, I feel like we're going to do that really well come Saturday.
0: Josh, we had the news yesterday that um, Manly have parted company with your coach, Des Hasler. Um, What was your reaction to that news, mate? And, um, I mean, I guess it's difficult being over there, but, you know, where where are you with that? I mean, are you in Desi's camp, or or, uh, were you surprised at the news?
4: Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to comment on it too much, but um, I will be honest with you, I was pretty devastated. And... um, yeah, I'll probably leave it at that. I was pretty devastated at it.
2: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a bit surprising. Hey, hey, Josh, just before we let you go, we we about to, uh, the strengths in England. What do we need to watch out for uh, when we're watching the game on Saturday? Uh, where when England bring to what do they bring to the table?
4: Um, I guess the question for you is, um, what do you think about when you you think of this Toulson More team? is is strong and powerful and aggressive and physical. Um, It doesn't matter too much about what they're going to bring. We know they're very capable, they're they're a very good side, but when you think of Tua Samoa, when you think of our Samoan people, that's our game style and that's what we need to bring. And if we bring that correctly, um, we'll trouble anyone in this tournament.
0: Hey Josh, thanks very much for giving us some time, mate. I really appreciate it, and best of luck to Samoa. You know that New Zealand's going to be uh, supporting you against the Poms this weekend, and we want to see that Tonga Samoa semi-final at the Rugby League World Cup.
4: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, and uh, thank you to the to the Prince of Doncaster and and the so-called <laughs> King of Doncaster, Carl <laughs> Hall, for teeing it up. I really appreciate it that you having me on.
2: Awesome, thanks, Josh. We've seen and heard champions make history year in, year out on the biggest racing stages. These are the many stars of spring.
0: It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Ricardo in for Izzy. You can call us anytime. Remember on the Ken R. phone line 0800 or send us a text to Temper, Bedpost 8833. Our text machine. Already a couple coming in for our next guest, Kempi.
2: Yes, it's right. And after a successful career over an Aussie, relate defibrillate, D. that's hard to say, eh, Joe, will make his return to New Zealand Group 1 racing this weekend when he lines up in the Livermore. Yes, I can't wait. Then on Sunday, another horse that we haven't seen in a while, Bonnie Lass, will make an appearance in the Group 3 Swanness Stakes at Rotorua. Both horses are trained by Baz's neighbour, Graham Richardson, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Graham, how are you this morning? Uh, good morning. How are you guys? Yeah, really good, mate. Hey, um, the Fribler how do you think it'll go, mate, uh, with the track being anticipated as being heavy?
3: Yeah, it is a bit of, con- bit of a concern, I- I've got to say. like he's won, I think he's unbeaten on a slow heavy track in Australia, but in saying that uh, their-, their heavy tracks are a little bit better than our heavy tracks at the moment. So it is a it is a-, a-, a bit of a worry, and going first up over a mile a quarter, but he's he is Ford, um, and he looks he looks amazing. He's a very happy horse, but I'd love to have seen the track um, a dead s- um slow track or soft track now. So, yeah. Mm. But it is what mm. it is. You know, it's a bit of a question mark. Um, yeah, just don't know, but he's a pretty handy horse. That
2: he is. That he, he is. It? Mate, after six. Yeah, it's se- a bit of a concern is it? Yeah. After seeing that, yep. I was just going to say, after seeing that soft track and Matumata last, said they do you regret not running him in the in the arrow field? He couldn't. No, not at all, because
3: there's uh, no way he's going to beat La Creek. No way in the world. How and, good was she? Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. That was very impressive on top of the ground. I'm glad I didn't. I didn't want to flatten him. It was, it was two options I had, either to run him over the mile, and then, uh, and uh, and a week later, back him up in the mile and a quarter, and always knowing that he's going to be a better chance at the mile and a quarter. Hmm. Uh, and I didn't want to do that to him. It's, it's no right decision to make, but the, the better one was just to, to run him in the mile and a quarter first up.
2: And he is four. Yeah. And what about uh, Bonnie Less, mate? You you got Bonnie Less running around on Sunday on the Group Three Swinney Stakes in the how's, uh, how's that looking?
3: Yeah, good. Oh, she's very well. She's twice the horse this year. She's really strong. Uh, you know, she's, her, her trial at Matamata was really good. Haven't done too much for her in the sense She's very good fresh. So she's. Uh, I took her, to, her and Tribal 8 to Rotorua last week, just for a, a hit out and something different. And uh, and by the way, the track was in really good order. So uh, I was really chuffed about that. So it was was heavy, but uh, it it would have dried up heaps between us since then. I don't know how much rain they've had, but uh, she she is she's flying, Bonnie Lass. So
2: uh, and looks amazing. It's good to hear. And and the goal for her is is the railway. The goal is the railway, and uh,
3: probably after Sunday, she more than likely will go to the county's bowl. I think. About the nineteenth of November, maybe, and then we'll keep afresh fresh and and run on the railway. But yes, uh, that's the goal. And then we'll look at maybe Wellington, and then then Tarapa in February, and, and then uh, and then possibly Australia.
2: Nice, nice. Hey, just before we let you go, mate, have you seen much yeah. of your old mate Baz lately? What's he like as an owner?
3: Oh, he's good. Uh, we've got a you know we've got a couple of horses together, and uh, no, nah, we. We get on well. So he's he's a good mate, but no, I haven't seen him in the last few days. I don't know what he's up to.
2: <laughs> but um, no one knows what he's up to. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: he's good. Like, you no, know, we, um, we you know we've got uh, a couple horses there, and we've got shears, Both got shears in a long row filly. It's a really nice filly, and um, we've had Rabada. He's he'll win another race or two. That's for sure. He's just um, he's a lot stronger this time and. and and, um, you know, we've got an eminent filly. It's a nice filly, and uh, and um, so we're we'll looking to
2: things to look forward to,
3: actually.
2: Nice, Graham, Hey, uh, thanks a lot for joining Izzy and Kempe for breakfast this morning on SENZ. Uh, good luck on the weekend, the Livermore, and, of course, uh, Group 3, Swinney Steaks and Rotorua with Bonnie Les. Thanks a lot for joining us. Oh, no problem.
0: Any time, guys. Anytime. Graham uh, Graham Richardson there with us. I uh, did get a text through from Richard saying, lad's got to be a Breakfast Club Cornella tomorrow, doesn't it? Just ask me and defibrillate.
2: Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they'll pay juicy odds too if you're going to have a crack at that. So uh, that's from Richie. Get out there, mate. Give it a crack. Get amongst. Your, get get amongst. amongst
0: it. Yeah, six away from eight here on SENZ. Uh,
5: well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple.
2: Yes, that time of... The day, Fun Friday, where we get to talk about the week just gone. And well, it's been a great week on the show, hasn't it? And even though Izzy and Louie aren't here, they're lapping it up. Louie and Australia and Izzy on the golf course. They can't be having a cold one with us this morning, but we'll just get on with it as usual, me and Ricardo. Mount Panorama didn't fail to deliver, did it? No. It unforgettable weekend. We caught up. With our mate Dale Budge to chat about the race, and Dale reflected on SVG's pure talent.
0: You've got to tip your hat. The guy is, at the moment, I think the best all-round motorsport driver on the planet, but um, he is so adaptable to anything. If it wasn't for his body shape,
2: I'm sure we'd see him in Formula 1. And we know how he gets their body shape. Mm. He <laughs> 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 knows
0: how to celebrate. He does know how to celebrate, mate. He does, uh, yeah, SVG legend. Uh, this week, uh, the boys were also very lucky to be joined by New Zealand's finest Lydia Ko. Lyd's talked about how she's at the top of her game at the moment, and he asked her if she still plans to retire at 30.
3: You know, every player that I've talked to uh, that are now like in their mid-30s, they said like, yeah, they too also had a goal of like 30. But then when they got that age, they said, hey, there's no other job that's like better
4: than this for them. Or like, this is what they like love to do. So why not just keep doing it? So I, I guess I'll never know until that moment really comes. It's
0: interesting, because it? we've also had um, Joe Parker, I remember early in his career said he was going to retire at 30.
2: Yeah, it's nice if you if you're earning that much money that you can retire at thirty. Yeah. Um, but like I've learnt, if you uh, people retire early, then all their all their mates go to work, so you might as well go back to work with them. It's great talking to Lydia Coe. We are also joined by our mate F- Ilfiter Paliasina Fecker, as he's known, and he shared some great memories about the sand dune training and chatted about life over in the UK. Of course, we couldn't miss an opportunity to talk about the Rugby League World Cup, and it's fair to say. That ficker will be riding with the Kiwis all day long. Look
3: at
4: the Kiwis, obviously Australia, but you, you, your tongue, something more. Um, it's going to
2: be tough. It's a tough comp, but I, I, I still favour favour New Zealand, man. I I just can't see anyone stopping the Kiwis, man. Mm. I haven't. I've never told the story, but he played Newcastle. Yeah, yep. he ran into the Newcastle boys. You'll see the trial on YouTube. Bounced off four of them. He had to go to hospital that night, and the doctor said it was like being in a car crash. Wow, it's, that's how hard he used to run.
3: <laughs>
2: wow, that's crazy. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a good bloke. It was great to talk to
0: him. Should, uh, just on that. We had a text from James earlier saying the Kiwis. Should I be worried that our pool games aren't going to be tough enough to have us battle hardened? What no. do you reckon, Kippy?
2: No, well, every player in that team has been through the semi-finals. They're hard. They're hard, Brad. They'll be sweet.
0: They'll be hard, and they will be sweet. Speaking of Brad's, Brad, Brad Webber, always great when you get to catch up with the janitor. He's uh, soon to head off with the All Blacks 15. It turns out he wasn't that keen to head overseas until he had a chat with Ian Foster. I had a quick um, yarn to Fozzie the other day. He, he was just telling me that uh, they will take the same three nines on, on the tour. He was very open and honest with me which was great and he just gave me sort of his thoughts and you know i was sort of on the fence whether i would go or not uh, and just wanted to sort of see what he reckoned and then pretty good salesman eh? so I'm, I'm, I'm keen to go on the, on the <laughs> tour now <laughs> pretty pretty good salesman eh fozzy maybe that's what he'll be doing shortly he'll be selling cars number
2: one halfback number one halfback he's going in the world cup don't worry about that ricardo and finally we want to give a toast of the week to our mate chris nowinski how good we talked to chris about ctes and head knocks and high performance sport which is a massive topic in contact sport all over the world at the moment it was a very interesting chat of course he recommended that we check it out and i recommend everyone else checks it out on our podcasting platforms chris spoke to us about what can happen to reduce cte
0: The number one thing we do is we need to reduce the amount of exposure you have to these hits to the head. It's very hard to do at the elite levels because this is that's entertainment and that's for money. But at the youth levels, it's really easy. So what we started a campaign called Stop Hitting Kids in the Head, where we're trying to convince governing bodies to say, look, we should have a different version of each of these sports for kids before let's say 14.
2: Well done, Chris. I got an email from Chris last night, actually, um, to carry on the conversation. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's great that they're doing work in, in that and that part of uh, the of, of the sporting landscape because it's something that doesn't get talked about enough, and it's something that you know we're really seeing knock-on effects. Have you, have you watched the um, Aaron Hernandez documentary? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I mean that's pretty frightening.
2: It's scary. It's scary, and uh, yep, let's let's hope that more blokes like Chris come out and and support uh, what's needed to make sure that blokes are aware and and stop sweeping this under the carpet. That was our week in review with the uh, Friday tipple. Ricardo, what a day. What a day. What a week. You've been fantastic again, brother.
0: Oh, thanks, brother. It's it's easy when you're working with professionals. And Joe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back shortly. Joining us on the show is uh, one of Lindisfarne's finest Finest pupils. Uh, he's the uh, fourth highest try scorer in Crusaders history as well. He's a twelve try All Black, nineteen test matches, and he joins us now. I've got to say, uh, bonjour, Savar, la vous George Bridge? How are you this morning, sir? Bonjour, fellas. I'm good, thank you. How are you guys going? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How is how is the French? Have you been taking lessons at all? Just just uh, just asking, not not for any reason, just asking.
5: Uh, um... I downloaded Joe Lango, but it's pretty tough going. not my type of learning, but um oh, I think once I get over there um be around it all day every day, so hopefully pick up on it.
2: Hey, George, just tell us how did this all come about mate Was it uh always planned that you were heading up to to France at the at this stage of your career
5: N- uh, Nah, to be honest like uh, obviously the the goal was to head to the World Cup next year but, um Things uh, probably didn't go my way away the last couple of years. It's been a reasonably tough couple of years, but um, no, Montpellier hit me up sort of earlier on in the year, which is um, pretty surprising, and I thought I'd just may as well have a Zoom and see what they've got to say to me. and um, Sort of went from there and then didn't make the initial all-back squad this year, so I was like, oh, sort of had a pretty big decision to make and then um, yeah, I was sort of in one for a little while there but I think sort of everything was leading to heading overseas so um, sort of committed to it and came to terms with the,
0: with the decision
5: and um,
0: pretty exciting now. Yeah, very exciting George. So I mean, you know, obviously we saw the the All Black team named for that for the Northern Hemisphere Tour. How long before that had you signed with Montpellier?
5: Uh, so, oh, it's been in the works for a while so and it was um, pretty much after just after the th- initial Irish squad was named that um, we'd sort of been chatting. And so I obviously didn't make that squad. So I was thinking, oh, um, sort of started thinking of some pretty big decisions to make and,
0: yeah. It was something that I, I looked at this season you know the Super Rugby season because I, I didn't think you got the opportunities you probably should have uh, at the Crusaders this season either I mean was it ever an option? Did you ever have a phone call? For, I know Beavers talked about you potentially going to the Chiefs or down the road at the Highlanders. Was 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 there an option for you to stay here and play at another franchise?
5: Yeah well, there was a little bit of shit going around um, but oh,
0: to be honest
5: like if I was to stick around for another year I wanted to stay at the Crusaders like um, you know I've been here for seven years now so I sort of my loyalty was definitely with the Red and Blacks but um, yeah just on the season like obviously it's a bloody competitive environment and yeah. since I've been there there's been some unreal outside you know I had busy when I first started and Setter and you know now we've got will and Leicester and Sebu and stuff, so you know having having all that crew around us has made us all so much better in such a competitive environment and you know that's why we sort of play the way we do because um, it's bloody tough training against them as well
2: <laughs> yeah you've got some decent players down there George just um on your decision making when you decided to head up to Montpellier was it um, was it purely based on like trying to make as much hay while you, you, in your <laughs> rest of your career, or was it, was it was it more that you wanted to go and challenge yourself up there in the Northern Hemisphere?
5: Um, oh, there's plenty of factors. You know, I wanted to go uh, experience sort of a different culture, a new lifestyle. I've been in Christchurch for 10 years now, so I was pretty keen on something new mm. um, and sort of playing in that test against France. Um Sort of gave me an idea about where the French rugby is at at the moment, and I think top 14 footy and you know European Cup is they're both really really good competitions and um, probably well up there with super rugby at the moment. So, um, no, it's really exciting, and I think uh, Montpellier they they won top 14 last year, so it's a pretty decent club, and um, it's pretty exciting to get over there and sort of start something new.
0: We had a call earlier today, uh, George, from a bloke called Joe who reckoned he was having breakfast with your old man before the AMP show in Gizzy, uh, oh, yeah. and, and and reckons the farm's all paid for now. Apparently, that's a, that's a, <laughs> I don't know if you've, you've had that conversation with the old man. Oh, that's
5: some chat. <laughs> Um, oh no, no, none of that going on at the moment. But maybe, maybe down the track, we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: nice mate, nice. So what, what about your um, uh, positionally? Uh, I mean, you see yourself as an out-and-out winger going to Montpellier? Have you talked to them about that? I mean, I know that you've you've dabbled a bit at fullback. You've had the odd crack at 13 yeah. as well. I mean, where, where do you see yourself playing up there? Um,
5: well, yeah, initially on the Zoom, they said they saw me sort of playing. Wing, fullback, and centre, which really took my fancy. Um, yeah, I, I really do enjoy it at fullback, so um, I'd look to hopefully get a bit of time back there just to get a bit more involved in the game and have uh, be a bit freer and stuff. So, um, and if they put me at centre, that'll be a bit of a nightmare for me, but um, I'll be keen to give it a crack.
2: <laughs> hey, George, what's what's been your highlight? of your career so far down here in, in New Zealand? You know, you your seven years down at the, the Crusaders, um, you all blacks, all that sort of stuff for you. When you look back on your career here before you head up the fronts, what has been your highlight?
5: Oh, uh, it's pretty tough to pinpoint it. Um, obviously it's been a pretty bloody successful time at the Crusaders over the last wee while. And, um, Made some well, some of my best mates are, are down here, so the time that I've spent with in in the Crusaders jersey's been unreal. And then, obviously, the All Blacks, uh, you know, that was a <laughs> that was a dream since I was a wee fella. So, you know, to even get one cap for the All Blacks, let alone sort of getting 19 under my belt, was pretty unreal. And to make it to a World Cup, so. Um, even though the last couple of years have been reasonably tough it's sort of I've been reflecting on my time in New Zealand rugby and so <laughs> just reminding myself that I've done it right so,
2: mm.
5: um, and now we're on to the next, next chapter and it's uh, something to look forward to
2: Mate, you'll have fun over there, I can guarantee you that Mate, have, <laughs> just um good tack right here have you been watching much of the, the Women's World Cup and if you have, have you enjoyed it?
5: Uh, to be honest, I don't have bloody Spark Sport, which is a bit of a shame. But you know, I saw uh, all of the hype around Eden Park in that first uh, Black Ferns test, and you know, it's bloody good to see that um, the, the fans are getting behind it, and it's really exciting for women's rugby.
0: Uh, George, uh, in terms of um, you know, sort of playing as a as a winger where pace is such a, a big thing, I don't know. If if you know uh, if you see if there's any any correlation here, but Julian Savia fell out of the All Black frame at the same age, twenty seven. We've seen a few mm-hmm. other wingers go the same way at that age of twenty seven. Is is there something about your I don't know your twitch fibres? I'm not I'm not a physiologist. <laughs> I'm not sure how it works. But uh, is there any correlation there at all?
5: Oh look, yeah, I know. I know I'm definitely not as fast as I was bloody five years ago. Um, but then you'd look at. Ben Smith, he was playing, he was playing in the outsides when he was early 30s, So um, I don't know. I think maybe just the energy of us probably potentially ran out a little bit. But I don't know. You sort of get those that young cropper outside backs that have so much fizz about them and are so so exciting and have so much X-factor, So um, I think probably the outsides are the ones that probably more revolving than any other position really
2: aren't they mm. yeah it's one thing you, you do lose your speed as uh, as you say as you get older look we've got we've got a text to come in here Patty's just asked a question of you Bridget wants to know whether you're coming back for a season of footy with your polar bears with the
5: polar bears maybe one day when I get back from overseas we'll see how we go the yeah. <laughs> bear nice mate
2: hey um, thanks for joining us on SENZ this morning, mate, we wish you all the best heading up there uh, Wonderful to a wonderful part of the world. Um, you've got to enjoy your rugby, mate, and you've been all, an absolute um, pitcher to watch out there in that All Black jersey and the Crusaders. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us, mate. Go well.
0: Yeah, so it is. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, no worries. So George Bridge there with us um, uh, talking about his move to Montpellier, so it's all, all confirmed, Kempi. He's going to France.
2: Yeah, interesting, eh? Like, the conversation's been happening for a while. Like I said, Ricardo, you do get to that part of your career where international football, and, you, and he's just hit the nail on the head, you know, mm. so much talent coming through and competition and the decision has, has, has had to be made. You know, what do I do? Do I hang around here and fight for a position in the World Cup or... Do I go up to, you know, a top 14 champion and and play out the rest of my career? And I, I, I dare say, I mean, the little giggle when I see you going up there to make hay, yeah. um, there's a decent paycheck at the back end of it. So good on him. You know, the, the careers aren't that long and um, good on him. He's He's been a wonderful servant to New Zealand and he does need to now go and look after his future.
0: Yeah, totally. And I mean, you go and play for Montpellier, go and play top 14 rugby, play Heineken Cup, uh, etc. You know, he's probably... I mean, he could he could play up there for another seven
2: years. Good competitions. Yeah. You know, good competitions. Uh, you know, he's, it's not as if he's not going to feel at home. There's that many Kiwis up there um, and Australians and South Africans. So plenty of expats up there. And he's, I think he's got the style, too, that suits the Northern Hemisphere. Um, tough, tough kid. Really enjoys uh, his football and, you know... A good thing about New Zealand is when they go up there too, they've always got really good work ethic, and the, and the Europeans love them. So I'm, I'm looking looking at it as a, as a success story.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, and I you know I was interested in talking to him. I dropped the centre in there just because I thought oh, you could you could see him go in there. Um, how do you reckon he he would transition uh, to centre
2: full time? Yeah, well, I think you I think do well. I think you do well. I think the, the club, as he said, you know, when he's making them, them calls up there, talking face to face on Zoom, mm. that they've seen him as a centre, yep. um, outside back, winger, full back. So, one of the best things about being utility, and I, I recognise this oh, probably about 2000 was that if you had utility value, you were priceless.
0: Yeah, I mean, he mentioned there he wasn't as fast as he was a few years ago. I mean, my pace deserted me at about 16, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but well, I know you retired, Kempy, at 31. I mean, when did you start noticing it go?
2: Oh, when I, when I intercepted the ball at Leeds, and I, I intercepted on the 25, I got pulled down at halfway by front rower. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does, like you watch some of the footage and listening to George talk about, you know, I'm reflecting on my career and I've actually done all right. You actually do forget what you've done you know how fast you were as you get on but your game adapts and that's you know the the reason why a lot of players play for a long time a good the good players is that they adapt their their game you know the the speed goes your running game goes your passing game comes up your kicking game comes back into it and you just work on other parts of your game so unfortunately for um, a lot of people when you start off as a 19, 20-year-old, mm. you're quick as the wind. But by the time you're 27 or 30, that speed's left, you've left that behind.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that as a six, you didn't need as much toe as you would have as a winger or a, or a fullback. But I, do I remember rightly you transitioning into a 13 at some point?
2: That's why well, I ended up in 13. Yes, yeah. I ended up at uh, Leeds. I played a little bit of 13, but when I went to play coach player coach Wakefield, I ended up in the 13 jersey. And I actually enjoyed that because I didn't have to move around as much as possible because my knees were killing me back then. Um, and I was more out there for my defence then. So my game had had transitioned from being a a running five um, eight, big running five eight, to a to more of a defensive middle player. Um, so and and that's mate, you do whatever you can to stay out there as long as you can. But the day I you know, I remember the 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 year leading into my retirement. It was because I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. My, my mind was fine. You know, I could analyse and pick things out in the football field, but my body wouldn't move to that spot quick enough. And, and when that started to happen, trainings became harder, the game became terrible, terribly hard, and recovery was just a nightmare. So um, it, it's that progression, Ricardo, when you're playing football. Eventually it ends. Event. Now the other one for Georgie, for Georgie, eventually some there's someone else coming up and, and smacking you as they go past you, you know so. Um, good on him. Good on him for deciding to go and, and, and you know, good chat this morning from him.
0: Yeah indeed and we've got a good text actually come through from Paddy on the tempered bedpost text machine Double Eight Double Three. Boys I think the problem is once you've been dropped from the All Blacks environment you can't get back in. Time after time we see these players who are no longer in the ABs decide uh, top 30 decide that NZR don't give them a second chance so they leave. Really disappointing to see and it's only going get, to gonna get worse we're on the precipice of losing huge numbers overseas because all NZR Care about is the top
2: thirty, yeah, and you know the the question then um, sort of comes around about how do you handle that? Do you do what South Africa do and choose your players out of the enormous he- hemisphere to represent your country? You know, New Zealand. I think the the NZR have this rule that you've got to be playing in New Zealand mm, competitions to make the All Blacks. So you know, you look at the the players. I think once they decide to go younger, you know, when you when you're you're sort of mixing around that 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 30 and you just can't make it and then you go well I'm going to actually go up there and make as much money as I can now then those rules have to change because you're going to lose like I, I agree with Patty. I think players now are going to know that they'll make you know a a bucket load more going up there than staying down here and and fighting for a black jersey. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see
0: what happens actually because I do see Wasps and Worcester have both gone to the wall up in the UK. Yeah. So maybe the the financial pinch is coming on after post-COVID up in European rugby and that might actually play in the New Zealand rugby's hands.
2: For logbook servicing you can rely on you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty book in or book online at
0: repcoservice.com.